And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with New Age Insider's Chief of Staff, DC Matthews, and the unendorsed Doc Manson. Welcome, everybody, to part two, day two, whatever you want to call it, of the DDT Wrestling Award Stravaganza. I'm your host, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson on Twitter, joined as always by my lovely co-host, DC Matthews, at DC Matthews NAI. Say hello to the nice people, DC. I may never see my bed again. <laughs> Okay, so it is now 3 o'clock in the afternoon. After, we started this at 10. Technically, I suppose after so. After breakfast. We, we were breakfast supposed to start breakfast. at 9, but then, then one thing happened, and another thing happened, and then, yes. and then and we then were going to get lunch, and that turned into this big, giant... I can't order fluffle. online, apparently, so... Alright, we're entering Session 2 here. Uh, make sure you catch Session 1. We covered uh, about 9 or 10 awards, and so we're entering... Session two here. I think we've got at least the same amount to go through. Maybe a couple more. I think so, but maybe we've now that we've gotten into a rhythm, maybe it'll go through a little faster. Because I'm not participating in this award category at all. Yes, you are. So here's the first category for part two of the DDT Awards: Best Ryback Moment. Where's your bourbon? You have <laughs> bourbon down here. I do not have bourbon down here. I, I purposely left it upstairs because I knew you might try to break into the stash. So, the nominees for Best Ryback Moment are The Secret Promo with Kevin Owens Belching on national television That was one that DC contributed So you are participating uh, Developing some aerial moves <laughs> That's also a contribution I will, from DC I will actually make that argument uh, Ryback versus Owens for the IC title Ryback winning the IC title via Elimination Chamber match, which we may also add was a title reign of 112 days. And the final nominee for Best Ryback Moment is his feud with Big Show. Are you serious? He held the title for 112 days. He sure did. Well, you all know that you got to hit rock bottom somewhere. (laughs) 2015, the year the Intercontinental title hit rock bottom. Bottom. And I disagree with that statement because he had a very good title run. There was a good program there going for a while between him, the Miz, and the Big Show. Those led to interesting, entertaining matches. You even said on this podcast that he had a good match with the Big Show, which, as we all know, this day and age can be difficult to do. I like Big Show as a performer, but he's a big guy. He's slowing down. He's older. But we said in the last podcast that he is adding new moves to his repertoire, and I will say. I will give credit where credit is due. I am I am pretending to hate this just because I think it makes good radio. <laughs> I think that Ryback has been adding some new moves to his repertoire, which makes him a more watchable guy. I don't like his suicide dives where he's going to kill somebody. Yeah. Nah, not but okay. his splash from the top rope, an interesting wrinkle. I saw a uh, GIF. I can still not know how to pronounce it. GIF. GIF. Why do I get it wrong every single you hate time? Me. That's why you're that trying is... to stab my soul with your words. I saw a gif uh-huh. of uh, he is starting to use a super kick like everyone else in the world. Well, it's a finisher now, don't you know? 
at least it's something new. So I will give Ryback credit. I will give the man, is his name really Skip? No, it's Ryan Reeves. Skip Sheffield was his other name. <laughs> it's other character. I will give Ryan Reeves credit. He is trying to become a more well-rounded wrestler, and I do appreciate that. Having said that, I still don't like him very much. So what are, you, what are your thoughts on... Come on, you're going to say he did not have a good feud with Big Show and Miz? Are you going to say I, that... I, I liked those matches very much. Did I like Ryback's contribution to those matches? I don't know. I liked The Miz and I liked The Big Show. Ryback happened to be there. And not only did he happen to be there, but it happened to be in the middle of his 112-day title reign. Okay. How about his matches with Kevin Owen? That was a good feud. His, I, he has moments. I did, what you're saying, is they're all true statements. All right. But, but back to the category. Gonna... Back to the category. Yes. So you can cross, you can cross belching on national TV off the list. I thought it was I just, funny. I just wanted to point out that that totally happened. I'm thinking that's going to become his new gimmick. It's going to be the new Natalia farting, except it's going to be Ryback belching. He is Bastion Booger. Bastion Ryback is now what's going to happen. Maybe he and Natalia form a stable of involuntary bodily functions. Okay, so what about... Uh, I mean, i got to give him credit for the aerial moves. I think that's pretty good. Yep. I think that promo that, that him and Kevin Owens had when Kevin Owens came out with The Secret. I liked that. That was I, pretty but good. But again, I liked Kevin Owens in that. I don't I know if I liked Ryback, well. but... Well, think of, there was. I watched the promo again last night. There was a little portion of it where um, Kevin Owens takes the book and he throws it out of the ring. And the book jacket comes off and falls onto the apron. Ryback, being the improv master that he is, said something along the lines of, Oh, you missed a piece. Anybody else would have just let it go. They just would have kicked it out of the ring. It became a pivotal moment in that promo because Kevin Owens said, Oh, I missed something, I missed something. And Kevin Owens bent over, picked it up, ended up crumbling up and throwing it in his face. He worked with it. He saw an opportunity to create an additional story from Kevin Owens's slip-up. And luckily, Kevin Owens was able to, you know, connect the dots. Kevin Owens was able to see what the master improv Ryback was going for, and Kevin Owens held up his half of that working relationship and also brought that to a palatable conclusion. I think the two of them working together there, following Ryback's lead, of course, really is the epitome of what this category is about. I think that stays. Fine. You pick the top three, and let's move on to another category, please. The fact that we've talked about Ryback for six minutes <laughs> makes me want to vomit up my boneless wings. Come on now. Okay, so secret promo is staying. Yes. Um, I don't think him winning the Elimination Chamber match was good. I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a nice moment for him to have won the title, but that match wasn't very good. I didn't enjoy the match. I enjoyed no. his feud with the Big Show. Okay. So we're going to say maybe the nominees here are the secret promo with Kevin Owens. Sure. Specifically from the September 14th edition of Raw 2015. Okay. Um, we're going to say maybe the feud with Big Show and Miz. Yep. And then his continuing uh, drive to better himself as a performer I do and develop aerial moves. I do appreciate that. And if we're going with a Ryback moment, if I'm going to... If I'm going to embrace this category, though it makes my skin crawl, a single moment would be that secret promo with Kevin Owens, and everything else would be runners-up. Well, then, our winner of Best Ryback Moment moment. is the secret promo with Kevin Owens from Raw on September 14, 2015. And our runners-up are him developing 
aerial moves and his feud with The Miz and The Big Show. All right. So, moving on to our next category. Can I take this page away, please? You can. Improv master that DC Matthews is. He missed an opportunity to throw it at my face. Okay. I'm not going to throw things at your face. I'd like to point out, though, for the record, because this happened before we went on the air, I tried to hide that page from you. You sure did. I put it over here where you couldn't see, because I was hoping that we had so many other categories to go through. I knew we were starting this part, too, with best Ryback moment. It was in the plan. All along. Drink your beer. I will. All right. The next category is one here called the Milk Carton Award. And this goes to the superstar who is most missing in action. Now, we can go back and forth on what this means. But let me just read through the list of nominees here, and you'll get a sense of what we're talking about. Here we go. Milk Carton Award missing in action. Damian Sandow. Curtis Axel. Heath Slater. Daniel Bryan. Zack Ryder, Darren Young, David Otunga, Fandango, Hornswoggle, J&J Security, Randy Orton, Marcus Louis, Sylvester LaFord, Stardust, Natalia, The Ascension, and Jack Swagger. Now, The Ascension and Jack Swagger, if you listen to part one of this epic tale, uh, they have been transferred to this category because they're more appropriate here than they were in their previous uh, category. So we've moved them. So quite a number of names on here for the Melt Carton Award, the Missing in Action Award. So uh, a couple of things. Um, I just want to jump right into this. I think Randy Orton comes off this list. Okay. I don't miss Randy Orton, and also we know where he is. He's injured. Does, in does, all fairness. Does there have to be, uh, there has to be the missing part. Has to, we have to be missing their presence. I think so. I think that's fair. I think that's good. I'm going to take Darren Young off this list because he held the tag team titles at some point in 2015. Mm. I don't think you can count a champion as really missing. Well, I mean, if you really felt like he did something important as the champion, and at the same time, he was only here for a brief moment of time, and he was gone the remainder of the year, I could see an argument for keeping him. I'm not going to make that argument. Not for Darren Young. No, not for Darren Young, but I could see making that argument. All right, fair enough. Uh, Let's see here. David Otunga apparently is a really big part of some of the Raw pre-shows. Really? I guess he's there. He wears, like, a sweater vest and things. Somebody told me that they actually have him employed more as a lawyer than anything else. I don't know whether or not... I don't miss David Otunga. I I have never seen a David Otunga match in my life. So... You were missing precisely nothing. So I'm okay with taking him off the list for that reason, just because I'm not missing him. And apparently he might also be being used. Yes. Uh, I would make that same argument for Zack Ryder. He's part of the hype bros in NXT. We are seeing him on a fairly regular basis. Yeah. Now we are, so I think he comes off the I'm list as well. I'm not missing him. Um, now, here's a couple of people that I think belonged on this list when I first wrote it, but within the last week or so, um, things have changed a little bit for sure. Curtis Axel and Heath Slater. How has Curtis Axel changed? Uh, he showed up on SmackDown last night. Did he? Uh, he was just in a backstage in a suit, and uh, Bo Dallas was going around yakking to some people. Curtis Axel was one of the people he was yakking with before Bo Dallas finally ended up with Dolph Ziggler, which turned into a match later in the night. But Curtis Axel happened to be there, and he has a giant beard, and I could have sworn it was Daniel Bryan for a moment, but it was not. It was, okay. in fact, Curtis Axel. So would you take him off the... I don't miss Curtis Axel. I, I want to miss him because he is the son of Mr. Perfect, who is one of my favorite wrestlers. But I do not miss Curtis Axel one bit. Is there... A, hold on. Before we take him off, is there anyone on this list that you do miss that's not... 
Damian Sandow, Daniel Bryan, maybe Stardust, Natalia. Uh, Everybody else, I don't think we miss. I think. I don't know that I miss Daniel Bryan. Interesting. I, you know, I like Daniel Bryan. Um, The fact that his career is so nebulous right now in terms of his health, obviously, WWE is not willing to clear him, even though other doctors are. I don't know that my life is the poorer because I'm not seeing Daniel Bryan. But again, I missed a very big portion of Daniel Bryan's WWE career. Hmm. I don't think I saw much of anything of Team Hell No. I didn't see, you know, I caught, I came into wrestling right around when WWE Network came out. So WrestleMania 30 was when I really started watching wrestling again. He won and has been gone pretty much the entire rest of the time. I love the American you Dragon. Ma- okay, you make a compelling argument, but I'm not ready to get him off this well, list. I, I'm not necessarily saying that he is, but I'm saying my own personal opinion yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's look at some of the others first, though. Um, Hornswoggle, I don't believe, is still employed with the company. He's I, not? Let me do a quick Google search, but I was made I think to... he's still on the roster on their website. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he is. I thought he I'm pretty was... sure I was looking through the actual official roster. Oh, he got suspended. But is he back? He was suspended in September for violating the company's wellness policy. Was it his first offense? I would assume so, because it was only 30 days. Oh, then. So, so he should be back, All but right. he's not. Well, I don't miss Hornswoggle. Do you miss Hornswoggle? Uh, you mean the illegitimate son of Vincent Kennedy McMahon? Yes. Also the anonymous general manager of Raw? Yes. No, I don't miss Hornswoggle. And the star of the Wee LC match with El Torito? <laughs> okay, Hornswoggle's coming off this match. You know who I do miss? Uh, who? J&J Security. I do, too. They were good. They were good uh, bumbling. Now, granted, they were a significant part of wrestling in 2015, so I've only come to miss them recently. Go for it. Mm -hmm. But I do miss them. Yeah, no, I do too. I don't miss Sylvester Lafort of NXT fame. I don't even know who that is. Uh, He teamed with Marcus Louis. He's the French guy who teamed with Marcus Louis for a while. Which one is like the crazy guy who's bald now? That's Marcus Louis. Okay, I know who he is, but I don't know who he was previously. And I also don't know who Sylvester Lafort is. Well, then let's take them both off the list. I just wanted to mention their names on the podcast. Um, I feel like right now, in this moment, I don't miss Jack Swagger or The Ascension because if I watched Main Event and Superstars, I'd probably see them on the regular. Probably. So I'm going to take them off the list as well. I also don't miss Jack Swagger ever. Well, that's fair. So He's, He's terrible. Let me looking at here. Do I miss Fandango? Sure. Again, could I find him if I really wanted to? I don't you know, miss Fandango. I'm taking him off the list because Fandango, I bet wrestles at least on one show. I imagine he wrestles on probably three shows if you count main event and superstars a month. When was the last time Damian Sandow wrestled? No idea. So he's definitely someone that keep, I think Damian Sandow's a lock. I, I think so too. I don't know. I think he's, I miss Stardust. But he, but he has, is around. He had such great promos with Titus O'Neil. You can't miss someone. What, what, what is he doing? He's injured. Oh, is he? So he's injured. So I believe that is okay. Is part of it. So I'm going to take him off. The I list. guess so. I do miss Natalia, and we talked about you know the her new gimmick, their, her new stable throwback. It's going to be the hottest thing in 2016. That's a category later on. It's coming up. Hottest new stable. <laughs> You're adding categories again. <laughs> sure am. We added two in the car on the way to go get food. Yeah, we got problems. <laughs> this is never, ever going to end. Um, but 
We totally could have had a best stable category, though. There was a lot of stables in wrestling. That, that was an NII 150 category. Well, I would have had to have read NII 150 to know that. I'm, we're in person. I can stab you with this <laughs> pen. I, I want you to know I filled out some of those. I'm glad to hear it. I did. I, I filled out at least two or three of them. Good. Um, I didn't get through them all. That's okay. There but. were 11 of them. I understand if people couldn't get through them all. But once we finish the DDT Awards, I do want to talk NAI 150 with you, but obviously that's going to need to be another podcast. I'm not so sure. If we get dinner, we might be able to come back and do a third <laughs> session. So, okay. So back to missing on <laughs> action, the Milk Carton Award. Damien really Sandow. You want my wife to leave me, don't you? I do. Um, and you're all mine, baby. Okay, so Curtis Axel. I don't miss him. I miss him more than I miss Heath Slater. I don't miss Heath Slater either because Heath Slater's on TV enough. And I, I've never really, uh, forgive me, I've never really enjoyed Heath Slater. Okay, Heath Slater is off. All right, so we're down baby. to Sandow, Axel, Daniel Bryan, J&J Security, and Natalia. So, I mean, it depends on where you're going with this. If you. Because we've got only four here, right? Yeah. Or one, two, three, five. four, five. Okay, I'm sorry, five. Curtis Axel, I could see getting rid of. Yeah, I mean, on this I list. I would get rid of Curtis Axel, but then there's a very hard time yeah, deciding Curtis Axel between goes. the. You know, we all miss Damian Sandow. Yeah, I miss him. I can understand why people miss Daniel Bryan. I think my hesitation there is I'm not sure what we're ever going to see out of Daniel Bryan again. So no, I'm not sure ever... what exactly we're missing. Well, I'm not sure we're ever going to see anything out of Damian Sandow ever again. I think that's why he's missing. I think Damian Sandow he had his is chance. healthy enough. Well, yeah, he is. But, but Daniel Bryan might not be in the eyes of WWE. Fair enough. I, you know, J&J Security, I could understand people taking off the list because that was kind of a flash in the pan. It worked with Seth Rollins. I don't know where they would come back again. Yeah. They were good characters, though. I like those bumbling stooge people. They were fantastic. You know, Vince had them back in the day, Jerry Briscoe and... Pat uh, Patterson. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they fill a role. I enjoyed mm-hmm. them. They were entertaining. Um, Natalia, like, I miss Natalia, but, like... If I honestly like, what permutation of Natalia are we talking about? Because it's been so long since she meant anything, even when she was around. I didn't enjoy uh, what I started calling Dominati. Yeah, with the black, you know, when she yeah. was the manager of Kid and Cesaro, I liked that grouping, but I didn't like where that where she was going. You know, I don't the, know the what the outfit. I, the thing was. I didn't like about that was she became a valet. She was probably one of the most capable wrestlers that they had in the company, especially at the time. This was, you know, pre-Divas Revolution. And they seemed, they seemed you know, the not la- but content or whatever to not use her. I, well, the fact that you had a Divas... I don't know if you just said that. A Divas Revolution without Natalia is ridiculous. The last time she mattered is she wrestled Charlotte in NXT. Brett was with her. Yeah. Flair was with Charlotte. That's the last time she probably mattered. And so that's the thing with her is... I don't know that... I, I miss Natalia as a wrestler. I do as well, but I don't know if I miss her more than I am just very upset that she is being misused or unused. And I know these two categories kind of go together. Um, you know, we have a category later for the most criminal misuse of a wrestler, if you want to jot her name down there, and then we can take her off of this list and we're down to three. But, you know, we can make the case for Damian Sandow in that same category, but... Alright, so we took Natalia off. So Sand- I don't think you can make that case for Damian Sandow, because he's not being misused. He's just not around. 
Okay, fair enough. So, Sandow, Brian, or J&J Security? I don't think J&J Security should win, necessarily. I think it's good that they made the top three. I don't know that I can make a case for them over Brian or Sandow. Hmm. My vote would be for Damien. Damien's a strong candidate. Because he disappeared so quickly. He had that promo in the t-shirt after Raw... And then for the to the best, and then he became Macho Mandow again. Yeah. And then he disappeared. And I know he's apparently returned with the bathrobe at some live events and maybe Ooh, on Superstars or really? main event. Apparently, the intellectual savior has returned in some small fashion. You're welcome. But love it. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, I miss Daniel Bryan quite a bit. I'm okay with going with that one because I understand personally I don't know enough about his WWE career to truly appreciate him. Mm. I it's know- a hard choice between him and Damian Sandow, though. And honestly, I I think we're going to end up going with Damian Sandow here. Okay. I, I think that's where I'm... Damian Sandow wins the Milk Carton Award for Missing in Action in 2015. He's the one that I want to come back the most. Although, yes. honestly, I don't know what he's going to accomplish because I don't feel like they have any faith I, in him. I would like to but... believe that he could come back and be a mid-card title contender in some form or fashion. Do I believe it's going to happen? No. But, yeah. hey, you tell me he goes down to NXT and the intellectual savior teams up with the Drifter and we have just a tag team of two guys that look alike. Call the Twins? I'm okay with that. So, okay, winner Damian Sandow, runners-up Daniel Bryan, J&J Security, Milk Carton Award. Now, let's go to the other end of that. We tend to have awards that kind of mirror each other. The Milk Carton Award is for the people who are missing, so the opposite of that would obviously be the people who aren't missing but should be. And this is the (laughs) Worn Out Welcome Award for 2015. Okay. Mr. Manson, please read, or Dr. Manson, please read... The nominees. Worn Out Welcome. Ric Flair. The Undertaker. Brock Lesnar. John Cena. The Big Show. Mark Henry. Stephanie McMahon. Alberto Dario. And The Demon Balor. Did you take Spanish in high school? I did, but I just can't roll my R's. Okay. I took one year of it, and I can't roll my R's. Yeah. Del, oh. ah. Del Rio. Close enough. I cannot roll my R's to save my life. All right. But um, Interesting names on this list for the Worn Out Welcome award. I disagree with some of the names that are on here. All right. First of all, I would say John Cena has not worn out his welcome. Agreed. I was excited to see him possibly win his 16th title. That feud with Seth Rollins, I thought, was well executed, and I would have accepted him as our world champion at the conclusion of that story. And and he had a career renaissance in 2015. You know, the list of WWE on the NAI 150 of the five most voted for matches for best match of 2015, he was part of three of them. Mm -hmm. So... All right, so we're taking John Cena off the list. I added uh, the demon Finn Balor here at the last minute just because I'm really sick of the demon look. I appreciated that in London he looked a little different, but when your big entrance is being the same, you know, all the time, and I get The Undertaker is quasi the same, although his his character has evolved over the last 20 years. And I think what the demon is, I would feel differently about it because everybody talks about the demon like, oh, you don't, like, Joe, you don't know what you're getting into. Joe, you don't know what's gonna, what you're going to have to face yeah. at TakeOver. The demon is just 
Finn Balor, man. He doesn't act any differently. No. So, like, I don't... He doesn't have any different moves. He doesn't carry himself differently in any way. If there was some sort of personality change there, mm-hmm. I think I'd be more invested in that gimmick. But as is, I could take it or leave it. I feel I feel the same way. I you know it feels like that has been some mismanaged. If you're going to have a Jekyll and Hyde look, you've got to have a Jekyll and Hyde now that in said, ring style. I don't think he's been around long enough. No. I don't think we've seen the demon enough times. There are people I put on these lists for discussion purposes, knowing full well yeah. that they wouldn't be on there. So I'm taking the demon off the list. Uh, has the Undertaker really worn out his welcome? I mean, that's a weird. That's a, that's a, that's a difficult question because we just talked earlier, part one of the show, about the Wyatt family versus the brothers' destruction, and I think that ended up being one of our top stories of the year. So clearly, he has something left to contribute in some way. Yes. But when I think about people on the roster, when I think about feuding with the Undertaker, I can't think of much that he has to offer anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, his matches are not the highest of quality for obvious reasons his character is such that he's not going to just job to anybody and that makes sense but at the same time now that the streak is over does a win over the undertaker really make anybody i mean don't get me wrong i guess if bo dallas went out there and beat the undertaker i guess he could be somebody overnight but i I just i just don't see the contribution that he has left really okay. to give. If he retired tomorrow, I would say storied career, chap, and that'd be that. You know, I, I so But sort does that of, mean he's worn out his welcome or does that mean it's just I think it's just time for him to go. I think it's basically his time. Okay. Um so maybe he could come off the list for that. Because reason. because and let's just make this comparison. The Undertaker, it's time. Ric Flair's time was probably <laughs> ten years ago. When, 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 when did he become around. a part owner in WWE? 2002-2003? I would say around that time was the later Flair's peak. You can make arguments to me about his involvement in Evolution or Legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that still sort of passable through that as well. But, yeah, man. He can just... No, and again... And he is... We've talked about this, but what they are doing with Ric Flair currently... His association with Charlotte. He is actively... Ruining her character? Yes. That's what I would say. Yeah. Because when the two of them come out, people don't watch Charlotte. They watch the crazy, potentially drunk old man. So, I'm taking The Undertaker off the list, but Ric Flair, there's a reason he's the first name there. He's probably going to be one of our top contenders. Has Brock Lesnar worn out his welcome? I don't think so. I think he's actually still maintains his position as a special attraction. I agree. I think Paul Heyman goes a long way towards that. If it was Brock Lesnar without Paul Heyman, well, it'd be a completely different ball game. I don't even know if I can predict what that'd be like because Paul Heyman is such an intricate part of this current incarnation. Absolutely. of Brock Lesnar. But yeah, I think he's still got a lot left to offer, even storyline wise. Like I said, Undertaker, I don't feel like has a lot to offer. Brock does. Yes. Brock is in a position where somebody goes out there and beats him. It's a major, That's a big major deal. deal. Um, so, well, and it's 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 Brock Lesnar. I can see a world in which Brock Lesnar is part of WrestleMania 35. Yeah, absolutely. 
Undertaker's not going to be part of WrestleMania 35 unless he makes some sort of random appearance. So I would take Brock Lesnar off the list. Ric Flair certainly belongs there. I've talked about my enjoyment of the big show. I appreciate the character. I appreciate the... uh, He's already gone. Okay. I'm sorry. Doc's writing things down. I appreciate the character. I appreciate his improvements. But, it, it, you know, it, we're coming up on that time. Mark Henry's another guy. I think we're coming up on that time. If not, we're past that time. When you're jobbing to Neville quickly, mm. it's probably time for you I mean, of those go. two guys, I prefer... I prefer Big Show over Mark as, Henry. As do I. And I like Mark Henry. I do like Mark but Henry. I, but I don't I, feel like he has much left to contribute. No. I don't think that Alberto Del Rio has worn out his welcome, but I do think that, you know, if he continues with this booking, whether it's intentional or not, of not trying as hard all the time, people are going to turn on him pretty quick. I like Del Rio. I don't see anything wrong with this current character. So would you take him off the list? I would. All right. You wrote down the name Hulk Hogan. I just wrote it down now because I realized there weren't too many people left on the list, and I just thought it was strange, the people that we're coming down to. And then I did have the thought of Hulk Hogan. I know you just said he's no longer with the company. Um, That's true, although I don't feel like Hulk Hogan's never coming back to WWE. I think he's coming back. Um, But the question is, if he came back at this point, would I want him to be back? Or has he worn out his welcome? Um, He has nothing left to offer. No, I never need to see Hulk Hogan again, and I will be very, very happy to never see Hulk Hogan again. When he comes back... I love Hulk Hogan. I was an 80s kid, man. I understand that. I I still love... I liked Hulk Hogan when he was coming back, and he did his feud with... um, was that Shawn Michaels he feuded with at like one SummerSlam or something? Yes. I, I enjoyed him through there. I even enjoyed some of Hulk Hogan, what he did in TNA a little bit. Like, I like Hulk Hogan. He can still go. He's a talker. And he still brings up those emotions to me, that nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I still feel that for him. But... <sighs> I would take him off the list because he is technically still not in the company. If, you know, if he comes back, it will be a big deal... It'll be my turn to grab the remote, but it'll be a big deal. Fair enough. I wrote down the name Chris Jericho. Indeed. Because I wonder if he has worn out his welcome. If he's going to continue to do these sporadic appearances that go nowhere. When they announced the mystery partner for Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose versus the Wyatt family, and Jericho's music hit, I did not say, Yeah! Chris Jericho! I said, Chris Jericho? What? Yeah. I said, ugh. Yeah. I was dis- I was discouraged by the notion that I Chris like Jericho... I like Chris Jericho. Would. That man, he's still young enough, he's in shape, he can go, he can put on good matches. But, you know, we always talk about how you want guys in their prime to come back and enhance the younger guys, put them over. And Jericho has done that. He always comes back... I mean, he lost to Fandango in Fandango's debut match at WrestleMania. Like, dude is willing to do the work and put people over. So I respect him for that. However, looking back on it, even though that's what we say we want from these guys, I feel like he's damaged his character doing that. 
I'm not excited about Chris Jericho because I presume he's going to lose every match he's mm-hmm. in. I know he's not here for the long haul, so mm-hmm. why am I invested? I was so upset because it was just a bad place for him. If Chris Jericho randomly on Raw had answered the United States Open Challenge, well, in just which case, for fun, well, if that's the case, and you know, we had Chris Jericho in the huh moment of the year category. Oh no, I don't know necessarily that he's someone that might contend on this list. Oh, I thought but he might actually contend for a moment. Looking at these other names, because there's one name we have not talked about, and we talked about her last time, but we have not talked about Stephanie McMahon. I'm done with Stephanie McMahon in this current iteration of being... Yeah. I'm sick and tired of heel authority figures. Well, here's Vince, a, here's a Vince is saving are, it are because we really, he's Vince. Are we really sick of Stephanie McMahon, or is the worn-out welcome for the authority? I don't mind if Triple H comes out on Monday with a leather jacket and a sledgehammer and challenges Roman Reigns. But he's not I'm going the authority. At, he's not the authority at that point. He's Triple H, right? Yes, but he's still technically part of the authority. Yeah, and I mean to the you know to follow that to its logical conclusion, there's no situation where Stephanie McMahon comes out without Triple H and a leather jacket and a sledgehammer. Where no. we say anything other than what the. Crap if, trip, if Stephanie McMahon in two months comes out and challenges Paige or something, I am not going to be excited. Right. So, I we now have Ric Flair, Mark Henry, Stephanie McMahon. Actually, this is a battle of the heavyweights. Mark Henry, oh, I no, like you, man. I can't second, believe... He's second runner-up, and it's sure. only because it's time. He's in the same kind of Undertaker. Your welcome's not worn out. It's just more of... Yeah. But I will say, going. I only know, was that a year ago or whatever, when Mark Henry came back and like he threw that stage hand backstage and like he was all serious and the, that was when like the Hall of Pain stuff first started. That might be two years ago now. The Hall of Pain stuff started more than that. No, whenever that he was. won a world title with the Hall of Pain. Well, maybe this was like a revisit to the Hall of okay. Pain. It was in the relatively recent past. That stuff was real good. Mark Henry has the ability to go still. Or at least I think he does. So my question for you then would be, is Chris Jericho... Has Chris Jericho worn out his welcome more than Mark Henry? Should we cross off Mark Henry because he hasn't worn out his welcome so much as just we all know it's time to stop wrestling? Chris Jericho, I actively don't want to see... Unless time, it's see, a perfect story. You line. say that, but if Chris Jericho did have a good storyline, if he came in and they said, oh man, the stars have aligned, and Chris Jericho, we're going to give you the title for the next six months, I would probably watch that. You told me the same thing about Mark Henry, and I might say, mm-hmm. Okay, that's a fair point. Because again, if Chris Jericho had answered the open challenge, or if Chris Jericho came out and inserted himself into this Intercontinental title picture, and now it's Owens versus Ambrose versus Jericho, and we're going to get two or three weeks of Owens and Jericho. I'd watch it. I'd You're be right. happy. All right. So Mark Henry is a second runner-up, which leaves us Ric Flair and Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. That's a, that's that's a, a hard, hard choice. choice. I would say Ric Flair because he's Stephanie McMahon at least is in her own annoying way furthering storylines. Ric Flair is detracting from storylines right now. He is taking away from the Divas division by being a part of it. Stephanie McMahon makes me want to turn off the television. Yes. Ric Flair makes me angry. Yeah. Thinking time. Who do you, what's your gut? You said Rick. I say Ric Flair. I say Ric Flair has worn out his welcome more because if Stephanie comes out and is helping a storyline along, I am more likely to she watch. She wants to come out as the pure authority figure, like actual, 
executive type if she wants to come out and do the things that she did with the Divas Revolution. I'd watch her at this yes. point. I would watch her do that role. I can't think of anything I will watch Ric Flair do right now. Agreed. All right. Ric Flair, worn out welcome of the year. Runners up, Stephanie McMahon and Mark Henry. And it's a it's a gentle runner up to Mark Henry. It's a you know, you're petting the dog as you lead him out behind we, the shed. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm wondering if boy. we've forgotten someone that's more offensive. Somebody than would Mark bring Henry. up Kane. Well, well they're wrong. Somebody would bring up Kane here. They're wrong. Uh, somebody just Kane. tweeted at N Casso nineteen eighty nine just said Summer Ray because that's where wrestlers go to die. To where? <laughs> Summer Ray. <laughs> I like Summer Rae. I do as well. Actually, I thought she was going to kill Lana with that accolade. That, that, you want to talk about moments. We're going to get to a moment. We might want to add that to the best that, moment of the year. If, do we have that category? We do have a best moment of the year. Right there. All right. While you're writing that down, let us move on. Nice tweet there, Encaso. You got a chuckle out of us here. All right. Next category. Best gimmick developments of 2015. And the nominees are... Stolen from me by Doc Manson. Corporate Kane. Bray Wyatt, specifically after consuming the souls of Kane and Undertaker yep. and taking on WrestleMagic. Uh, Roman Reigns, his serious turn. Seth Rollins as the face of the WWE. New Day. And Ty Dillinger becoming the perfect 10. Once again, that's one I added solely for discussion purposes. I want to give credit where credit is due to Ty Dillinger. I don't like Ty Dillinger. You don't like that gimmick? I don't know anything about Ty Dillinger. I don't know who he is. And the only thing that I can tell you that I've seen of him was his match against Sami Zayn. And I thought that match was sort of garbage. But you haven't seen all the other stuff he's done? He was teaming with Jason Jordan for a while? No. All right. Well, I'm going to take him off the list, but I appreciate that gimmick. I appreciate, you know, I'm watching, or I didn't, I'm I not, appreciate I'm that not now that Tyler watching. Breeze is gone, they needed a new pretty boy. I'm not appreciating, I'm not currently watching, but I've watched a couple of the very old FCW things from 2008. He's there. He really? was in developmental in 2008. So he's going places. But I just wanted to bring him up here. Fair enough. Now, my question about Seth Rollins as the face of the WWE I actually think the best development for the Seth Rollins character was blowing out his knee. What? Because I was tired of heel Seth Rollins, and people wanted to cheer him, and it was just this kind of awkward thing. The fact that he's going to get 9 to 12 months to heal, and he's going to come back and take over the world as, I think, the biggest babyface we've seen in a very long time. You think they're going to let him come back as a babyface? I do. I don't think they're going to have a choice. I think it's going to be one of the... And I know WWE tells us what we want before we want it, but people are going to go crazy when Seth Rollins makes his return. Okay. But, I, you know, if you want to argue your own side I, of that... My, my, my only argument would be is that that's not a character development that's happened in 2015. He blew out his knee, yes, but okay. he's not going to be that babyface until he comes back in 2016. Then what has he done? What has his character done to become the face of the WWE? Well, he was basically thrust upon it when he won the championship. But right? he won it as the same character. Yeah, the same character that he'd been doing, I guess. But, I mean, there was that little period of time there where Randy Orton was the face of the WWE. And it wasn't until Seth Rollins won the title 
that I really felt like the authority was fully behind him as the new face. You're right, the way he acted probably didn't change very much, but there was sort of a realignment around him due to his this this sort of yes, you know, bestowment of power. Upon so is him. the is the gimmick development the authority? It's him, him gaining J and J security. Is it becoming because he wasn't? I'm trying to remember. In the latter end of 2014, with him feuding with Dean Ambrose, no, he was because it was he was a authority guy. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I I question whether or not that should belong on this list. Along, with I guess some I of can't really things. remember the whole timeline there. So well, maybe uh... he was he was the Survivor Series 2014 is Team WWE versus the Authority. If the th- Authority loses, they get disbanded, and Seth Rollins was running that team. Mm. So I'm gonna say we should take that off the list okay. because there's other things here. Because now we've got four finalists: the corporate Kane, Demon Kane thing, Bray Wyatt consuming the souls of Kane and Undertaker, Roman Reigns becoming a serious, well, you know, snapping on Triple H, and then New Day going from happy black men to the most comical, the best comedy WWE has had in a very, very long time. My list for my list. I think Corporate Kane and New Day are lock. And I think we're trying to decide between the other mm-hmm. two. That's... I, th- I think you're right. I think, and it, I think it goes back to if Bray, if we were still watching Bray Wyatt use Wrestle Magic, that would be a lock for me as well. Agreed. But we're not. But we're not. So I'm taking that off the well, list. Well, hold on. Before you take it off the list, Roman Reigns' serious turn. They haven't followed through with that. We see him serious. Every, he The problem with that is he goes from being happy, jokey, too serious, but he is still being serious from, from time. time to time. Well, it's it's the end of the beginning of Raw is when he's trying to get the kids to like him with his jokes and his being the Rock. They don't want me to go. The end. Of, they don't want me to go. The end of. They don't want me to go. I have a gallon water bottle that I will hit DC? you with <laughs> after you, DC. Um, now. <clears throat> It's the end of the show when he gets all serious. So, but Bray Wyatt's wrestle magic has ended completely. Roman Reigns is still serious some of the time, which is better than none of the time. Okay, so I mean, again, I agree with you in terms of follow through here, but let's face it, man, Corporate Kane has ended. So I don't necessarily if we can hold that against Bray. When I think about the brightest, like you know, brightest character moments, things that cap into people's characters in 2015. That wrestle magic stuff that Bray Wyatt was doing, yes, is... that's a fair point. But we're talking about character development. I know that we're not, you know, we only have seen Kane once since the whole ending of the Bray Wyatt feud. But Bray Wyatt literally is not doing wrestle magic anymore, and I guess we haven't seen Corporate Kane anymore. So, right. which of, but if if Corporate Kane and New Day are locked, would you take Roman Reigns off the list? Would you say his serious turn snapping on Triple H because it doesn't happen all the time? Is that a problem for you? It sort of is. But then again, I do think back to, you know, after TLC and Raw and when they had righted the ship that week, that hope that I felt, that was a pretty big, that was a pretty big thing for Roman Reigns. I finally got Roman Reigns after a year. You know, like I said before, Roman Reigns made me stop watching the product from WrestleMania. So for me to finally say... Oh man, I get Roman Reigns now. That was a good development of his character. Um, I'm not saying 
that any of these are bad choices. Mm. I'm saying that Bray Wyatt's wrestle magic was so fleeting, yeah, and doesn't seem to have gone anywhere that I would take that off the list. Corporate Kane was so funny and such a different way to use that character. That would be like Bray Wyatt being like, oh, by the way, when I'm not the soul eater, I'm also a mailman, and let me deliver your packages for you this holiday season. I'd like to see that. So, Bray uh, Wyatt comes off the list. Star corporate three. Kane, Roman Reigns, New Day. Are we giving it to Corp? We, we are suckers for this corporate cane. I think we are. I think I am. I, all right. We're if you it- wanted to nope. sit here and seriously talk to me about New I Day. I like New Day, but... I would consider it. Nope. I'm going with corporate cane because that was, again, just like when his hair grew, that was such a different side of that cane. Who would have known? In 2015, Kane mopping up here at the DDT Awards. He is mopping up. Which takes us, if we're going to go right on through... Our next category is the favorite Russell Silly moments of 2015. And we have... Sting, crushing the Rollins statue in the dump truck. Our truth promos, specifically uh, the one after the ladder match and the one with the WWE Heavyweight Championship Tournament. The ladder match is the one that he was nominated for the Slammy for. I thought the Heavyweight Championship Tournament one was funnier, but anyways, other nominees. Uh, Bull Fit... Yes, that's bull fit. Ambrose eating popcorn during a Kevin Owens match. New Day, being New Day. Rusev throwing a fish at Lana. The Vince McMahon mugshot. And Mizdow. The Mizdow angle. Favorite Wrestle Silly moments of 2015. I loved Mizdow, but again, I'm going to make the case that that was also part of 2014. So I don't know if the best moments of Mizdow happened this year or last year. Or actually, last year or two years ago, since it is 2016. Yeah. On that technicality, I think we can get rid of Mizdow. But I want to say, if we were having this as the 2014 discussion, there's a good chance Mizdow might have won this category. If we were having, if we had done this at the halfway point, if in June of 2015 we were discussing, he's he might walk away with it. Mizdow... I, just yeah, just to emphasize here, he's coming off this list, but he was some of my favorite Wrestle Silly that happened this year and last for sure. Mm-hmm. This is just a timing technicality, I think. Okay, Ambrose eating popcorn was good, but it wasn't great. I liked when he went to the ring and threw the popcorn and soda. At him. I did as well, but I don't know if that stands up to some of these other ones. It's it, a more recent one. It does not stand. And up. again, New Day being New Day is. A general thing. I can't think of a single th- moment. This is this uh, is the best Russell Silly moment. You, you want to think of the best moment for New Day? Xavier coming out with a trombone for the first time. That's pretty was good. Probably it. I would I would I would say that that is still a contender. All right, I'm taking Ambrose off the list. I don't know that Rusev throwing Ambrose? a fish. At, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that Rusev throwing a fish at Lana was no, really truly that funny. Would, that was very funny. But I, en- I think I busted a gut. I enjoyed a lot of that. That was really funny. Um, so, I know it came out of the love rhombus, but you have to... There's gold, you know, even in the darkest cloud, you can find silver linings, and Rusev throwing a fish at Lana is one of them. I'm going to say that we can take Sting crushing the Rollins statue in the dump truck off the list. That was a good moment. I don't remember it being incredibly silly, but yeah, that was I mean, a it good was moment. silly because there was a statue involved, but yeah, I don't think I really yeah. lulled. All right. I did not raffle, to quote New Day. 
Archer- He's raffling! Raffling! Archer- I will say, there is some there is some gold there. Ruffle now. Yeah, indeed. R-Truth is great. Those promos were really good. And they've been following through with on. Did you see on, was it, I think it was on Raw this week? He came out with The Miz and all of that to talk about the Slammies. Yes. That was last week. Yes. They're like, that was last week, Truth. You yeah. won one. Oh, yeah. I got to get a calendar. I got to get a good calendar. <laughs> I got to get a daily planner. Um, That's pretty good. I'm That bullfit vignette might be the best thing that I've seen in wrestling in 2015. Bullfit, I know I say that a lot. And the thing about Bullfit is, it was not a single moment. It was the initial, he had a follow-up, he, yes. and like it became a little more serious, but I think that I think that helped emphasize what was comedic about it. Yeah. Uh, Bullfit, I think, actually was very well done. I wish that they had gone further with it, because Bull Dempsey obviously was going to embrace the silliness of the character, but I I think that needs to stay on the list. Vince McMahon's mugshot is great. I'm sick of it because most of the people I talk to on Twitter... Have you seen my profile? Do you have it on there? You should see I pinned. I pinned something that I created. I don't know if you can see pins on what you're looking at. McMahon Nightmares, New Year's Eve. (laughs) (laughs) I made that in Photoshop. If you haven't been to my profile on Twitter, at Doc Manson on Twitter, you should check it out. I've got a pinned tweet at the top. That is, uh... Wow. Well, it's nightmarish. Let's just put it that way. He does look frightening in this. And it is funny, but I don't know if it is as that funny is, as look all at, of the No, no, no. Things. We'll go back and look at it one I more time. look at it again? One more time. All right. Look at... The eyes? No, not the eyes. The teeth? The snaggle teeth. <laughs> look at those snaggle teeth. Look at them right there! Look at that! Look at those teeth! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I don't know how he got that. He must have been practicing for a week to get the bite Look just how right. Hard we're laughing right now. But you that's can't not. Tell me Go on. But that's not a WWE moment. That's a Doc Manson Photoshop moment to emphasize the teeth. It's so good. It's so good. That is. It just keeps giving. I don't know, man. That's... Uh, uh, it's pretty good. We gotta get two of these off the list, though. And uh, that would be the one I would vote uh, for, because unless until you showed uh, me the snaggle teeth... <laughs> oh, folks, man. you have to... Go look. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. A lot of you are wondering, what happens when DC and Doc podcast for three hours a day? Well, this is the answer there, kids. It's 3.41 in the afternoon. I don't think either of us got a huge amount of sleep. And we're looking at Snaggletooth McMahon here. It's so good. So are you, are you, are you saying that needs to stay on the list? Just I think it's fun. I think, I think, I think it's funnier than the New Day and the trombone. Really? I, they did some great things with the trombone, but... I would say there has not been a single hilarious... You know, their single hilarious New Day moment. But again, if it was Wrestle Silly of the Year, New Day wins. Yeah. But I will take New Day off the list because their single moment is not as good. I should have waited until you just took that sip of beer and spit it all over your laptop. All right, so... And here's the thing. Yes. Like, I'm very partial to all the moments that are left on this list. Our truth is really good. I, but I could see taking him off 
just because they're leaning into it now, and he won the Slammy. So sure. I don't, I don't need, I don't need to be anti-establishment. So I mean, he could stay, but he got his recognition. Well, it's just happened multiple times. Again, Bullfit happened. That's a that's a one-time thing. I mean, it was multiple vignettes, but but it was but that they're first, not going back to the that well. First vignette, yeah. was great. The second one, they were trying a little too hard to recreate. Yeah, it. but yeah. I will go. All right, fine. We'll take our truth off the list. Oh man. So. Bullfit, Rusev throwing a fish at Lana. That's pretty funny, too. <laughs> he threw a fish at her. A goldfish. Because <laughs> she's a goldfish. He was... <laughs> and wasn't she, like, outside, was she outside the ring at that point? She might have been, yeah. So, like, he threw it from up on high. Came... Oh, God. It was pretty good, man. <laughs> Okay. Um, All right, we got to pick one. So, Snaggletooth Vinny. I, I I have to. I I think Vinny is really funny, but I have to remember it's fresh. It just happened yes. on Monday. I if, might just be thinking it's more funny than it is because <laughs> because of the proximity. All right. Um, I could be happy giving it to Bullfit because I like to recognize Bull Dempsey, especially because he came. That was coming out of a very serious character for him. So I think the juxtaposition I would agree. I think was also I, unexpected. I would give it to Rusev throwing a fish at Lana just for the halibut, but let's go with Bullfit. <laughs> I hate you so much. I had to ruin the moment. Uh-huh. Alright, Bullfit, Wrestle Silly <laughs> moment of the year, followed up by Rusev throwing the fish at Lana and the Vince McMahon mugshot. And you do need to go to at Doc Manson, check out his pinned tweet, because it is ten times funnier on there than it was in Real life. I just couldn't see anything but those teeth. <laughs> oh my god! All right, <clears throat> let's uh, move on. Okay, here we have. We should. I think we should skip this one and come back to it later because it's all right. Let's go down here because okay. this is a category you kind of put on. I'm going to have to go do some research. Doc wants to talk to you for a minute about the category known as sweetest merch. <clears throat> okay, so I just wanted to have a category where we could talk about. The merchandise that they're selling on the, the shop zone. Some of it's good, some of it's bad, but it's there's a lot of good, funny stuff. And so, sweetest merchandise that you can buy on WWE Shop. First one is the Asuka t-shirt. Um, there's She's got several already. I'm talking about the gray one with her silhouette and like the red sun. That's just like, that one I think is just really cool, like, a work of art. Tomorrow brings danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that just... I know I, I have a soft spot in me for, like, older Japanese-style art. I'm a big Godzilla fan, which I know is ridiculous, but it just it sort of conjures up some of that for me, some of that imagery, and I really appreciate that T-shirt. Um, I also have the Asuka Plastic Mask, but in all fairness... I kind of just threw that one on here so there'd be more than three nominees. No, I would take that. It's it's nice, but I would take that off. Um, I have Becky Lynch's goggles, which they sell. Can you get those? Indeed. And actually, they sell Dudley Boy glasses. I didn't put them on this list, but maybe I'll just throw them on right now. Dudley Boy's glasses. And then, honestly, this is the piece de resistance. This is, this is the winner of the category, I think. Uh, New Day's Light Up Unicorn Horn. I can't me, believe they sell these. It makes me uncomfortable. It's so good. It makes me uncomfortable. Well, maybe you're using it wrong. 
Have you seen the blue pants shirt? No. I have not. Literally, there is a shirt with a pair of blue sweatpants on one side and the words blue pants on the other side. Okay. That's going so on that the list. So that needs to go on the list just because that's hilarious <clears throat> that they would have that. Uh, I'm just breezing through. I think you're right. I think the New Day horn is going to wind up stealing the show. I like that they went for the Bailey I'm a Hugger shirt. I think that's yeah. going to be a big seller, but I don't necessarily like it. But I like the Vaudevillain shirt. I'm a fan of that one. I don't think it should be sweetest merch, but I just yeah, I appreciate good. that they are letting NXT talents have shirts. Agreed. So, all right. I think we do give it to New Day. Um, we need runners up here. We've got the Blue Pants shirt. We've got the Dudley Boys glasses. The Dudley Boys glasses have been... You, that's something, though, that you could have bought 15 years ago. You could You're have right. bought Dudley Boys All right, glasses. they're coming off. Uh, I think the goggles should stay. Okay. And honestly, the Oscar shirt is better than the Blue Pants shirt. I just thought it was funny that The Blue Pants shirt is pretty good, especially because it's Blue Pants on a shirt. Yeah, it's not just a blue, blue pair pants. of pants. I think that's actually pretty subversive. <laughs> so would you would you say that's above the Oscar shirt? Oscar's just you just I might put it, it above the goggles. I don't know. The goggles I don't think are that interesting. Let me go look at They're the just goggles steampunk really goggles. I feel like you could buy those in Newberry Comics ten years ago. You know, like I don't I don't think that that's that's All right, that well then take it off the list. Alright. So your winner is the New Day Light Up Unicorn Horn. Clearly. I mean Runners there was no up, other go to uh the blue pants shirt. And the Oscar shirt. Absolutely. Fair enough. All right. Where are we going to next? Um, geez. I guess we'll go with... I feel like we should go with a serious one here for a second. Well, then let's move on to the next one on that category, because we've, we've kind of alluded to this before. Okay. This is the criminal underuse or misuse. These are for the talents who are not being used to their full potential. So you see them. This is not Damien Sandow. You see these talents on TV fairly often in 2015, but they could have been used so much better. Do you want me to read the nominees? Absolutely. Okay. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to even go out of order a little bit. We already brought up Natalia, so let's throw her in there. Bubba Ray Dudley, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Sting, and finally Bray Wyatt and Family. A lot of uh, female talents on this list. Four out of seven are female. I feel like they're not using the Divas division very well at all. And I also don't think they're using Bailey very well at all. To be honest, tell me more about why. What is your problem with Bailey? She won the title. I didn't see her for a long time. Mm-hmm. Then she went into a feud with Nia Jax that I didn't care about. Coming off of a match with Eva Marie, which I didn't care very much about, although that match was well executed. Thank you. Not because of anything Eva Marie did, but the things around that. And that was also coming off of what I thought might be an interesting feud between Bailey. And Alexa Bliss, but they didn't give that any time to breathe. They did one match, and basically that was it. Okay. So, <clears throat> she hasn't had any feuds, really, since becoming champion. What are they doing with their NXT Women's Champion? 
It seems like that whole division in NXT has taken a step back. But is that the fault of... And again, none of these are going to be their faults. Cause, but they're, they're being is, misused. Is that because Bailey's being misused? Or is that because there is literally not <clears throat> enough talent around her at a level that would match a championship? They could have had a three-month program between Bailey and Alexa Bliss, and it would have been fine. You think so? Yeah. she's Alexa Bliss is good enough okay. to do that. I think. She's got a strong character. She's a decent wrestler. Mm-hmm. They could have made that work. Why they didn't write a story for them, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Sasha Banks is an interesting one to me because while she is, you could argue We she... want Sasha! We well, want Sasha! DC? No. No. That... Never mind. That's the end of the show? Is the podcast over? <laughs> Sasha Banks, you could argue, is being misused, but my the the neighborhood in general, considering she is listed in the NAI 150, best female wrestlers of all time. Well, that just shows... Trish Stratus is first, Lita <clears throat> is second, Sasha Banks is third. Huh. So... I don't know if I would put Lita second... I there's there's obviously a bias towards Sasha Banks, and I get it. She's very talented. And what about Molly Holly? Not on the list. Not on the list. I can look, but what I about don't... Gail Kim? Gail Kim better be on that list. Let me. All right, let's take a quick NAI one fifty detour all time analysis. Let me spin on over to the female. And don't get me wrong. Some of my personal favorites, like Christy Hemme or whatnot. They are never showing Christy up. Hammy. She's not showing up on a list of bests ever. I get that. That's fine. Molly Holly is. <clears throat> she received one vote from. I think that might have been mine. Gail Kim is not on the Gail list. Gail Kim is not on the list? I think that is probably <clears throat> more of she was forgotten, she was an omission. You know, Gail Kim is real good. We've got Trish Stratus, and this is best female in wrestling, not best female wrestler. Uh, if you tell me that this name is in the top five, or possibly the top ten, but sure. certainly top five, I'm going to have lost all faith in the audience. Okay, who is it? AJ Lee. Number one, Trish Stratus. Number two, Lita. Number three, Sasha Banks. Number four, Sensational Sherry. Number five, Mickey James. Number six, Stephanie McMahon. Number seven, AJ Lee. Oh, come on! Number eight, Bailey. Nine, Miss Elizabeth. And ten, Paige. I, now, I, I think never... this. Mm. I think this mm. references the current. Mm-hmm. A lot of the fans mm-hmm. are newer fans, mm-hmm. but. Uh-huh. Becky Lynch is ranked higher than Natalia. <laughs> Becky Lynch is terrible. I wouldn't go that far. Okay, I, I like right. Becky Lynch. I wouldn't go that. All far right, either. where are we again? Okay, Sasha Banks, criminal underuse slash misuse. I don't think she is being as misused. as I a think lot she's of being underused. Yes, but she's not being misused. Well, Team the bad category is, is underuse. Team Bad is. I'm, I'm not saying she should misuse. be crossed off the list. Okay, but I'm saying I don't think this is as you know. I didn't read her name first because a lot of people would think she's going to run away with this category, and I don't agree. Okay. Um, I think that she should have been a more prominent figure in the Divas Revolution. I think she was misused through that entire angle, and I think they would be in a better place now if they had just focused on Nikki Bella, Charlotte, Paige, and Sasha Banks. I agree. 
But they didn't. They didn't. I would take Charlotte off this list because I think she's being criminally misused right now. But again, criminally. We're Yes, but she is the champion. Criminally. So would you say she has to stay on this list? Because now we're talking about the underused versus the misused, and we can't have any more categories. I eventually have to go home. No, you don't. You can, <laughs> this is a pullout. You can sleep on this. Oh, dear God. Um, I don't know that... She, yes, she is being misused very much so. But, again, we go back and forth. Was Sting underused? No. Did they misuse him? Yes. Was it as bad as Charlotte? Given the fact that Sting may never wrestle again, and what we got out of his WWE run may be all we ever get. Yes. But it's not his fault, nor is it WWE's fault, that he got injured. No, but given that that's all that we got from him, and that might be all we ever get... That is a misuse of an icon in this industry. A, then, a legend. Okay. Then that looking did not at this, get his Who due. are we taking off this list? Because we need to narrow it down. There's seven names, and you've made a compelling case for four of them. Are we think, taking Bubba Ray Dudley off this list? Let me tell you why Bubba Ray's here. He's here because he's Bubba Ray Dudley. Or and he could be Bully Ray Dudley. That's my point. Okay. They could be using him as the top heel in this company. And instead, he's part of a tag team that is never going to win another title and whom is just languishing until their contract runs out and they're done. I don't agree with that. You don't? I think they're eventually going to turn heel. Whether or not they win another title, I don't know. But I think they're not going to languish. They're going to turn heel, have a little bit of a hot streak, and then they're going to put over the face teams. Because they've already put over all the heel teams. They put over the Wyatts. They put over New Day. They're eventually going to have to put over the Dragons, and they're eventually going to have to put over the Usos. But if they turn heel, they become much more interesting, because then we might see a little bit of Bully Ray, yeah. which we can't see right now. And then, Okay. All so right. I don't think he belongs on this list in comparison to other people. I wanted to bring him up, because I do think, I think that's there's fair. a better use of him. Absolutely. But I could see that going that way. All right. So he's off the list. Natalia is criminally underused. Now, I don't know how much of that is intentional, because if my wife had a serious injury and was rehabbing, I probably would want to take as much time off to be with them as possible. So for all I know, she doesn't want to be used right now, but it's a shame that she was not part of that diva. Even when she would have made a great piece. Even when kid was around, like you said, uh, she was a manager wearing black leather. Best of LA. You know what I mean? And like I said, she, she's physically capable of being one of the best wrestlers that they have. Yes. So, yeah, I can see keeping Natalie on the list and removing Sasha Banks. Well, I think I would remove Bailey first. I would remove Bailey. Yeah, I think Bailey first. All right. What about Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family? The way that the feud with the Brothers of Destruction ended, I think, is a misuse of a great setup for sure. those guys. I agree. Um,. I, they they could be once again running this company right mm-hmm. now. It would be way, I don't know. It'd be way more interesting, but it, it would, would be, be a more interesting. It would be a different way to go for sure. And they could totally do it. And they had set up the perfect storyline to do it. It was right in front of them, and they, and they went another way with yes. it. Yes. Now I don't know if the fact that Bray Wyatt was also criminally misused in 2014 makes him his case for 2015. Has he ever been better. well used? Ever. 
No. So maybe he gets the uh, misuse lifetime achievement award, and then we take him off this list. I think that's fair. I think we say, you know, for this generation, in the time that I've been watching wrestling for the last two years, nobody has been misused more than Bray Wyatt. That's probably true. Which brings us to Sting, Charlotte, Sasha, and Natalya. Now, you had originally said you might be willing to take Sasha Banks off this list. Are you still willing to do so? I think we have to have a serious conversation because you were ready to let Charlotte go. Um, which do well, you think it's, is it's, worse? It's the battle between being underused and misused. And which is worse? Misused. You think misuse is worse? If they decide, so you think, if but, they decide to start using Sasha Banks, she's going to have a much easier time than if they decide to randomly start booking Charlotte so in what would be but, conceived but, but, a right way. But that's so you're arguing to keep Charlotte. I've changed my mind. I see. I see. I, in which case, I think I'm in agreement. So then Sasha we take Sasha out. Banks off the list, which means our top three for criminal underuse and misuse is Charlotte, Sting, and Natalia. I'm happy with that list. It's a good list. But who wins? Charlotte, it's presently happening. Like, we see it all the time that it's terrible. The only match that, doesn't that make Sting it... won in WWE was a throwaway on Raw against the Big Show. And then a tag team match. Right. That is his... So he's two and... In... That is his WWE legacy, potentially, in the record books, sealed, done deal. Yes. I'm inclined to vote for Sting... All together. Me too. All right. Sting is your winner. Charlotte and Natalia are runners-up. I guess. Sorry, all you people. All right. Sorry. We are down to the final three categories, and it has only taken us three hours and 23 minutes. Unless we go for this one. Yeah, okay. The four. Before we get to the, the heavy hitters, I think we've got time for one more fun one here. Let's go. Wettest wrestler of 2015. Wettest Wrestler, The wrestler that looks like a a washcloth that has been used far too much. Most wet! Alright. Nominees are... Roman Reigns, Bo Dallas, The Usos, and Baron Corbin. Anyone you'd like to add? I'm going to look at the Superstars page. This is a unique list. Just to see if anyone... Looks particularly wet. Alberto Doio is pretty moist. He's just got the short hair. Yeah, yeah. You know, Dean Ambrose. Ambrose, if you saw him on Raw on Monday, Ambrose was pretty wet. Bray Wyatt's wet. Bray Wyatt can be pretty wet. You know, he's got the hat, so you don't notice it, but he's pretty wet. I think Bray Wyatt goes on this list of nominees anyway. Dolph Ziggler's pretty wet. Oh, Dolph. Yes, Dolph. Very, very, very wet. (laughs) Moist. Kane's hair is wet when he wears, has hair. I don't want to put him on the list. It seems like they only wet the mask hair. Yes. So the, yeah. And if you want to get technical, in order for that mohawk to stay straight, Technically. it's got to be pretty wet. Well, but that's just hair. That's just that's like hair gel or right. something. Well, we're down. We've now made it from four to seven, so I think we can stop there. Okay. So, so Roman Reigns, Bo Dallas, The Usos, Baron Corbin, Bray Wyatt. Dean Ambrose and Dolph Ziggy. I think we can take Baron Corbin off the list. He is wet, but he is not as wet. He's not particularly moist. No. So let's cross him off the list. All right. Reigns and Dallas have to stay. Bo Dallas. The thing with Bo Dallas is we haven't seen him much this year. He could have been on our nominations of Milk Carton. Was he on there? No. He could have been. Because he's shown up enough. He's popped on enough. But he hasn't been around that much. But when he was coming around, 
often. And he was going through that whole bow leave bow gimmick. Um, he was designed to be... I don't want to say this word on the podcast, but so I'm not going to say it, but he was designed to be the summation of all of the worst bad things about wrestlers. His gimmick was subsuming all of the most ridiculously cliched bad wrestling things. And one of those was why are they always wet when they come to the ring? He would he would not just have his hair wet. You looked at him sometimes it looked like he had been blasted with the hose. It was like he went into the shower fully dressed and just let it rip. Like his t-shirt would be so soaked you could see it shrinking on him. Okay. And it didn't help that he wore white. No, it did not help at all. So, I definitely think he needs to stay on this list. Bo Dallas, to me, is the reason why this category was created. Yes, I would agree. I'm just not sure if he wins, because I'm not sure he was that wet in 2015. Then are we calling it the Bo Dallas Wettest Wrestler Award and taking him off the list? Bo Dallas presents the Wettest Wrestler Award? (laughs) Bo Dallas presents the Wettest Wrestler Award. So, really, he is... He is an eternal winner of this category. <laughs> he is he is the embodiment of the spirit of this award. Okay, for sure. Yes. Okay, so th- if this award had if this award was a physical thing, it would be in the shape of Bodell. Indeed it would. Yes. So Dri- with dripping. <laughs> oh, it would be dripping. All right. There would be a pool about its base. Yes. Okay, so that said, Roman Reigns, The Usos, Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler, I think Bray Wyatt comes off of there because his hat hides it pretty well. Yes. I also would make the argument that the Usos should come off of this list because they, they were not are part... They pretty wet. They are, but they were not part of wrestling for the entire... Are we counting wetness as a one-time thing or the summation of wetness in the entire year? Because when you're injured for six months, you're probably pretty dry. Well, unless you're doing like some sort of cold bath soak or... But we don't know that. Yeah, we don't know We that. saw Dean Ambrose every week and he was wet. We yeah, saw but he's Dol- not always wet. No. But on Monday night, he was wet. You should see his bangs, man. They're like in his eyes. And uh, it's just like I'm aware of that. And... I'm just, you know, Dolph Ziggler Dean, is... Dean, you're dripping. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I imagine that's what Roman said to him. Right before they kissed. Oh, God. <laughs> and brain slash all the way, folks. Oh, man. Okay, so we're saying that... Dolph Ziggler's not... He's slimy though. Like you yeah, look he's at slimy. him, he's oily. He's oily. But his like when he comes out with the jean jacket or whatever, it's not wet. And that's the same Roman thing with Del Reigns Rio. Comes out Del Rio is more oily, yes. like Dolph Ziggler is. Roman Reigns comes out and the SWAT gear is wet. Bo Dallas comes out and the world is wet. So Roman Reigns, Ambrose, and the Usos. We should really call this the Family Award because they're all unstable. They just all stand there, and Bo Dallas sprays them with the fire hose. So who's the wettest wrestler? Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns? I say Roman Reigns, because he co- he has to come out multiple times a night. And he's always wet. And he has to re-wet. And he's always wet. Yes. He has to wet. Dean Ambrose is only occasionally wet. Yes, and the Usos are wet, but only one time a night when they come out. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Wettest, the wettest wrestler. wrestler. Most moist. The Bo Dallas presents. Yes. The wettest wrestler. All you had to do was Bo leave. There we go. All right. Bars up, Usos and Dean Ambrose. The best moment 
of 2015, the best moment Man, we're clipping of 2015. Through these. I'm trying to move us along here because I'm looking to... out the window and it is getting dark. We might be able to do the NAI 150 today. We'll do that tomorrow. No, 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 not today. I think it might actually happen. I don't think you. We, it will. <laughs> we'll take a break after we finish these and see where we're yeah, at. Yeah, one of these categories best is going to take moment. a while. Oh, God. I forgot about that one. <laughs> best moment of 2015. Go. The nominees are... Brock Lesnar going ballistic after WrestleMania. Kalisto's OMG ladder moment. Baron Corbin telling Apollo Crews to go back to Ring of Honor. Roman Reigns finally becoming who we wanted him to be. Bray Wyatt abducting The Undertaker. Paul Heyman singing Glory, Glory, Brock Lesnar! Kevin Owens winning his debut versus Cena. Summer Rae putting the accolade on Lana. And Snaggletooth Vince mugshot. I had to add it again, just because... Almost broke me character there. Almost. Made me laugh. I'm sorry. Again. Alright, anything we should not take... Should we take off things on the list that have already been mentioned? So Baron Corbin telling Apollo Crews to go back to Ring of Honor, I think... I think we eliminated it from that category. Did we? Because we said it was going to get its We've due later on. We've had too many on. categories for me to... Oh, yep, you're right. The biggest black hole of charisma, we took that out. So. Yeah. So, I think it stays, I mean, at least off that it was, logic. That is the best moment when you com- buy expectations, because I expected nothing from Baron Corbin that I would like, and he came out with that genius line, which got me, like, I had to do research to see if Apollo Crews had ever been in Ring of Honor, and of course he hadn't, which made it even better. So that was a pretty great moment, purely on the expectations game. Kalisto's moment was good. It already won an award. It officially won a Slammy. I don't know yeah. if we want to double dip. I mean, it's okay to double dip, I think. But, and I don't mean to discredit this, that was just a purely athletic thing. Okay. Like, it was an amazing, oh my god, moment. No, I'm okay But I don't with know that. that. I'm okay with taking the physical moments off. I mean, not to say that we have to take all physical moments, but that one was purely physical. There was nothing well, else to it. Yeah, the only other purely physical moment is the accolade on Lana, and that needs to stay. I think it does need because to stay. I thought she was going to break her yes, in half. I believe. I thought I she was going to do spinal well. damage to her. Yes. All right. Um, Paul Heyman singing "Glory, Glory, Brock Lesnar" was great. I've been singing it all year. It, yes, that's since true. since it happened. But again, we've got a lot of moments here. How does that rank compared to Brock Lesnar fying? F5-ing Michael Cole out of his shoes. How does when that... he went crazy after WrestleMania, yes. after that was a really good moment. And he did. You, he hits Michael Cole with that F5, and the only thing left in that ring after Michael Cole no-sells and rolls out shoe. of the ring is a shoe. But again, that is hilarious. It is, but we're running at you've got we're running into the same problem we had earlier. We have to eliminate some of these, and we've only eliminated one. Well, I mean, it's a best moment list, right? And there's a lot of best moments. These are all best moments. Are we doing top five then? No, 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 no. We got to we got to pare it down. We got to pare it back. Does Snaggletooth Vince? But every, I just I want everything to get its time in the sun. Everything okay. we have to we have to at least we have to at least air it out. Let people know why this was as good as we think it was. Sure. That said, if I have to take one here, Brock Lesnar going ballistic, or Paul Heyman singing Glory, Glory, Brock Lesnar, I think I have to keep Glory, Glory, Brock Lesnar. Okay. So, that said, Brock Lesnar, good moment, 
good long moment because that was a one of the best moments of 2015 you might say all right maybe not i don't know if roman reigns spearing triple h is really a best moment especially when you consider hope into me but especially when you consider he won the title the next night and that's not on this list yeah it's not so it did it that those two days did right the ship so to speak and give us hope but compared to some of these other moments, I don't know. Doesn't write. No. Sorry, All right, Roman. Bray Wyatt abducting The Undertaker. And really, I mean, we might even say, you know, the first display of his wrestle magic. That powers. was a good moment, too. But I don't know if it ranks alongside some of these other ones. You know, Kevin Owens winning his debut versus John Cena was a pretty historic moment. That is the one here that's definitely the most historic. You know. As much as I'd like to think we're going to be looking at pictures of Snaggletooth Vince McMahon for the next 15 years, I don't know that we are. We are going to see Kevin Owens winning. Snaggletooth Vince is hilarious. And Uh, and I think, did we keep it in the... But I'll be honest with you, I would not put Vince McMahon being arrested on Raw this week as one of the best moments of 2015. No. It was almost unwatchable. The mugshot image, single image, standard. The mugshot was the only thing that yes. was remotely entertaining about any of that. Yes. So we're taking it off. All right. First. So we've got Baron Corbin telling Apollo Crews to go back to Ring of Honor. Bray Wyatt abducting the Undertaker. Glory, glory, Brock Lesnar. Kevin Owens winning his debut and Summer Rae's accolade versus Lana. That I, was an unexpected moment. It was. Which makes it all the more powerful. Yes, I, I'm inclined to keep it on this list. Because I think Baron Corbin maybe can go. I It was a great moment. It was a great moment. But, yeah, compared to some of these other ones. I also don't know how it's going to play out from here. Are they actually going to embrace it? Or are they I, just going to sweep it under so. the rug? That is the only way to get DC Matthews to like Baron Corbin is to embrace that side of him. I agree. All right, Bray Wyatt abducting Taker. Glory, glory, Brock Lesnar. Owens debut. Summer Rae's accolade on Lana. Of these, I am most inclined to eliminate Bray Wyatt. I am too. It's gone. Paul Heyman is just so good on such a consistent basis. I agree. I agree. I agree. (sighs) Owens was historic, and Summer Rae's accolade was the single most painful thing I saw. Yeah. I'm inclined to give... Well, and honestly, I think you might have made the point. Glory, glory, Brock Lesnar. Not a historic moment, but it certainly went viral. You've literally sang it to me a hundred (laughs) times in... 2015. Not just you. My wife, some mornings, is just like, again? With the Brock Lesnar song? <laughs> I'm really not So are we kidding. going with Glory Glory Brock Lesnar as our moment of 2015? Mm. I'm happy to see it on our list. Do you think there's a better one? Kevin Owens winning the debut is the what the traditional answer would be, because it was historic. That's what I'm leaning towards. Alright, well let's go with that then. Kevin Owens winning his debut in John Cena. So unexpected, so fresh. I really did not expect that at no. all. Super Cena is such a thing that they have this upstart from NXT. I know he was the NXT champion at the still, time. Still, relative it, unknown come and beat him. It was it was right. a good moment. Runners up, glory, glory, Brock Lesnar, and that accolade on Lana, which was tremendous. Congratulations to Paul Heyman and Summer Rae. All right. Part of the best moments of 2015. Summer Rae. One of the best moments of 2015. I would agree with that. Amazing. All right. Before we get to this last one, we should take a brief intermission. You think so? I have to go to the bathroom, so yes. (laughs) Okay. In which case... And we're back. 
That was refreshing. It's almost like no time has passed at all. It's true. All right, this last category. Oh, this is a hefty one. Because Doc has asked us to rank our top 10 talents of 2015. And he says we must put them in order from 1 to 10. This is going to be difficult. This is going to be challenging. So you wrote down nominees, but does this really apply here? Does there need to be nominees? or? Well, I think it's just to get us thinking about who we might like to have on our list. When you... Well, I, and the way I kind of see it is when you think of who your top talent in in WWE slash NXT is right now, who's the first name that comes to your mind? If you had to pick one guy, you're starting your own wrestling company and you can take one guy with you. You've done this before. Who are you taking? John Cena. Okay. So would you consider him a top 10 talent in 2015? I would say yes. A top 10? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. I would take Seth Rollins, and I would put him as a top 10. Okay. Who would you take next? Uh, So we're playing by middle school rules where I can't take somebody you've already got on your team. Yeah, because we're just going to take 10 guys. Or girls. Well, Dark Horse maybe here, but I'm taking uh, Paul Heyman. All right, you're taking Paul Heyman. I'm going to go ahead and take Kevin Owens. And already a pattern has emerged. You're going for established, guaranteed talents, and I'm going for youth and Ring of Honor experience, apparently. (laughs) So, Cena, Heyman, who's next? And you can pick anybody. It doesn't have to be people on this list. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dean Ambrose. All right, you take Dean Ambrose. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do a reach pick. And I'm I'm not going to take this one because you just punch me. Uh-huh. Uh, can I take... Are we considering tag teams one unit or individual units? One unit. I'm going to go ahead then and take Jason Jordan and Chad Gable. Okay. Uh, I will take Asuka. Uh, you're welcome. It's about time. <laughs> I will go ahead and take... Let me think here. Think here, think here, think here. But remember, I'm, this is the top talents of 2015. The way you're, I'm you're trying framing to think about. this is the thing that you're framing it as is and I, now it's making me now, self, okay. it's second All guess. Right. That's fair. Some of the answers I've given because you asked me if I was starting a Up company until tomorrow. these last two picks. Rollins, Owen, Cena and Heyman are going to be on the list of top 10 talents of 2015. Agreed. All Gable right. and Jordan and no, Oscar they wouldn't be. were really good, but I think I think their brightest moments are yet to come. That's fair. Okay. All right. Then let's forget the whole draft thing, because we did totally get into a draft mode. So, Heyman's on the list. Do you think Ambrose has is a top 10 talent of 2015? I do not think so. Ooh, cutting hard. What has he done in 2015 besides win the Intercontinental title a week and a half ago to do anything to make him a top 10 talent? When did he have his feud with... Um... That would have been last year, wouldn't it? He with feuded Seth with Rollins. Seth Rollins briefly. That was in the, in the, yes, the majority of it was. He had a little moment in the spring. When did he get thrown off the cage at Elimination Chamber? Or that was October. That was 2014? Yes. I don't think he is a top 10 talent in 2015. Ouch. I like Dean Ambrose. Don't hate me, people. But I don't think he is a top 10 talent. I can not, name you mm. 10 talents who are better 
it, who had a better 2015, you know, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, John Cena, Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar, I New am, Day. Mm, hold on. Seth Rollins. Finn Balor. John Bailey. Cena, Paul Heyman. He's typing it in. I think Finn I, ba- think, I think Dean Ambrose goes on my maybe list. I, okay. I see your arguments. I do. But if we're getting close to 10 and we've got eight locks and we're looking for a guy, All right. I can see Dean Ambrose sneaking on this list. I give Bray Wyatt the edge over Dean Ambrose. And Bray Wyatt didn't win a title, but I think he had a better 2015 than Dean Ambrose did. How come? What did Dean Ambrose do in 2015? What did Bray Wyatt do in 2015? He feuded with The Undertaker twice. Uh Uh-huh. He stole WrestleMagic. Dean Ambrose won the Intercontinental title. Yes. Yesterday, essentially. For all intents and purposes, he did it yesterday. What else did he do in 2015? He was entertaining. I can't, you're right. Doing I, what? I, I cannot think of a single thing that he did. But I know when he goes on my screen, I watch him. And I know throughout 2015, I watched Dean Ambrose. Okay. I know that. Okay. That's fair. Besides, I can name, he was in the Intercontinental Title Ladder Match. He wrestled Seth Rollins at a pay-per-view. That ladder match was awesome. He got dumped out of the ring yes. on that ladder. I thought he died. Yes. That was real good. I'm not going back, but we could have added that to a moment of 2015, because that was a good moment. Dean, you got robbed. But, and then he wrestled Kevin Owens. I don't know You're not going to win this argument yet. He did. Bray Wyatt... We've got to run through some more people before I'm willing to let him go. Put Bray Wyatt on my maybe list. Wait, your maybe list? On the maybe list. Bray Wyatt? He's not definite? No. I would say he's... I think we have to have that discussion, but, you know. So, So, right now, our definite list... Kevin Owens. Yes. Seth Rollins. Yes. John Cena. Yes. Paul Heyman. Finn Balor. No. He had a good 2015. How are we considering top 10 talents? He won the NXT title. He was defending champion for most of the year. Defeating Kevin Owens twice. You make good arguments. Thank you. However. He wore a hat and a coat in London. I can't tell you one thing that Finn Balor did that I enjoyed watching. But how are we defining the category? If we're going with top ten talents, he was NXT champion for a significant. Part but I don't of the think year. just holding a championship means you get on. Then what does this cat? What does this mean? It, well, it's whatever we think it means. It's whatever we want the top talents of 2015 to be. What What did we find? Who Who did we find that was? well-rounded, that was entertaining, who maybe was in good storylines, but maybe not. Because you can imagine a situation where somebody who was just in crap storylines who really, you know, performed their heart out. All right. Like Cesaro. What okay, Cesaro I was just going to name Cesaro. But don't you think he belongs Excellent maybe on talent, a list? great tag team, great singles wrestler, had amazing matches, but did... He won the tag team title, but, but for all he, intents but, but, and purposes... But when he was on my television... Sure. I watched Cesaro. I watched The Miz. Does he go on this list? I didn't. Well, I I enjoy The Miz. But, the Miz started the year does, with he, Miz Dow, he does and not, then he mm. became his own thing with the infinity scarves and the shoes and the dress, and he's hosting Miz TV. And the Miz commands my attention much less than Cesaro or Dean Ambrose does. Okay. I think. Um, I know it's nebulous, but, I mean, do you see... I will stab you with this pen if you put Ryback on this list. I will stab you with this pen if you put Ryback on this list. Hear me out. He held the Intercontinental title for 112 days. Neighborhood, say goodbye to Doc. He's about to die. (laughs) 
Hey, man, you're the one who wanted to say... I will bite you with who... my snaggle teeth. <laughs> you're the one who was saying, oh, he was a champion, he's got to go on the list, right? But were you Same consistently logic. entertained night in and night out by what Ryback did? I can see Ryback not making this list. Thank you, okay. Blood he's pressure a, he's is a, coming down. He's a close 11, though. He's number 11. <laughs> Push your chair over. Uh, so right. Here's a name we haven't mentioned. But we have Paul Heyman on this list. Brock Lesnar. Where's Brock Lesnar? He should be on this list. I think so, too. When he was on TV... And again, that comes back to the when he's on TV, he's captivating. Agreed. Okay, so looking at this list... To, to I, that end, does Undertaker belong on this list? Well, that's a good question, isn't it? Feuded with Brock multiple times. Wrestled Bray Wyatt multiple times. That's it. Those are the only two feuds, but they were both good. And I sure had a nice like, redeeming. I sure do like his entrances. Had a nice redeeming match at WrestleMania 31 when we all expected him to do nothing. Wrestled two intense matches with Brock Lesnar, and then had another program with Bray Wyatt. I think if we're gonna go this way, when the Undertaker was on my screen, which wasn't often, but I was entertained when he was there. Were you? Were you entertained by Undertaker low blowing Brock Lesnar? And constantly, yes. were you? I liked the idea that he had to kind of cheat to win. That he was that desperate to get some revenge that he had to cheat to Do you win. think he's on the definite list or the maybe list? You can put him on the maybe list, but I'm going to vote for him probably ahead of Bray Wyatt or Dean Ambrose. Okay. Because Dean Ambrose did not have a good 2015. New Day should go on this list. Stabbing you in my eyes. New Day. Not even on the maybes. They belong on the... They, they were a top 10 talent as a collective in 2015. Trombone optional. Trombone New Day optional. is on the list. All right, so that brings us to what? Six? At the moment. Six definites. Three maybes. Yeah, what about... Are there any NXT people on this list that you think of? Besides, you know, Kevin Owens had a brief stint. Finn Balor. Bailey. I, don't, I was not impressed by Finn Balor. I that's just, fine. I, Bailey. That's, I'm not enamored with Bailey. Would you put Sasha Banks on this list? She did nothing when she got to the main roster. But when she was on your screen, were you entertained? I was I w- really entertained by Bo Dallas. I was entertained for half of the year by Sasha Banks. Okay. And then she disappeared. Okay. Bo Dallas was hardly around this year. Would you put Asuka on this list? Because when she appears... I am entertained by nothing greater than Asuka currently. Yes. But again, it's Brock Lesnar only showed up a handful of times. Asuka has only shown up a handful of times purely based on story. Yeah. Does she belong on this list? Probably not. Would you put Cesaro on this list? I can't see. You have a water bottle in the way, so I can't see. Um, He's on my... I would say he's on the maybe list. Okay. But I, I don't know. So who else do we have? So we've got... Do you think any... Think about this. NXT. Anyone currently in NXT who you think should be on no. this list? No. I like Bill Dempsey, but he wasn't entertaining on a consistent basis. I don't like Enzo and Cass all that much. They're excellent. I like Jordan and Gable, but again... Enzo is one of the best talkers in the business right now. Good for him. You really don't find anything redeeming or entertaining about him at all. He can be funny in terms of when the people not in NXT. Annoying. Why do I have to? Why does it have to be in NXT? It doesn't. I'm just throwing up a hypothetical. But of the people in NXT, yes, I can't think of anybody higher than maybe Enzo in terms of talking, in terms of verbal skills, or in general, general entertainment. 
because but at some point he's going to have to wrestle, and, and that's he's okay. He, they had a great match against uh, Dash and Dawson. Yeah, so put Dash and Dawson on the list. Well, I don't. Every know, time I don't even know which out, one's Dash and which one's Dawson. Doesn't matter if we're using them as units. Yeah. They were entertaining every time. Yeah. I, Enzo and Cass are fine, and their latest stuff where they got serious and had a better wrestling match was good. But I am never going to get excited for when Enzo and Cass make their debut, which should have happened in Brooklyn, missed opportunity. I'm not going to go, yay! I am. Good for you. And you are, <laughs> I will fight to the death for your opportunity to be able to do so. I just do not share that opinion. What about Roman Reigns? We haven't talked about him yet. He belongs on this list. Which list? He had a very good 2015. And while we might not have been entertained, you know, and again, this is our biased DDT awards list. Correct. But it's our list. I was. Does Roman Reigns belong on well, your Reigns, list? I'm laying back, so I apologize if you can't hear me. But if Roman Reigns caused you to stop watching wrestling, obviously he should not be on this list. Again, I guess I could maybe see him. Because this isn't. In one of those guys, 8, 9, 10. I don't think I can see him being top five, though. Would you put Kane on this list? It's funny, because Kane's won so... He won a few categories, didn't he? We loved nothing more than watching corporate Kane. Watching silly corporate Kane. But, but when I think of top talents, which I don't even really know what I mean by that, but you're right, but I don't think of corporate Kane when I think of that list. If we're going on, based on the theme we're going with, you know who should be on this list? J&J Security. Because every time they were on TV, I was entertained. Oh man, remember that time that Brock Lesnar broke apart their car? Yes. And threw the door And like almost broke one of their arms and hit a person with the door? I think J&J, if we're going with, if we're going with pure entertainment value, J&J Security deserves to be on this list. Okay. What about Corporate Kane? I would put him in the maybe, because there was a time before he got silly, I didn't like watching him. Agreed. What uh, about uh, Seamus? No. No? Not at all? I enjoyed him. He was Mr. Money in the Bank almost the entire year. Successfully cashed in. Held the title as a transitional I was not, champion. But we're not talking about that. You said very early well, on, we're not going by their resume. I didn't enjoy watching him. No. Until he started getting silly with this whole League of Nations thing. Yeah. You know. I, I would put Rusev on this list because I love Rusev, but the love rhombus, aside from him throwing a fish. Although I did like sad Rusev. I enjoyed Rusev more I than I... I enjoyed Rusev more than I didn't. I might put him on this list. I could see... Because he was the shining star of the love rhombus. I could see putting Rusev on this list. Okay. What about Dolph Ziggler? No. No. No? No. He's con- he's consistently entertaining in the ring. It's- he always puts on good matches. Good for him. And then he does nothing else. Okay. Uh, what about Alberto Del Rio? No. Okay. What about the Usos? No. No, just no. Are there any tag teams on the main roster? I Ascension? like the Lucha Dragons. Lucha Dragons. I like Kalisto. Kalisto. I'm entertained by Kalisto. I'm entertained by Titus O'Neil. I don't like him as much when he's a primetime player, but as a single star, I kind of dig him. Hmm. I don't know if he belongs on this list necessarily. What about Kalisto? The one thing I'm thinking of, and this is going to be me nitpicking, is he got stuck 
in the tag team elimination chamber, I really think he got stuck like in the like he was climbed up to the top of one of the pods and got stuck and was just trying to like they New Day was trying to help him out and he was there for like 10 minutes. <laughs> that was a really bad moment. Yeah. Outside of that though, I've been entertained by everything Kalisto has done. There are moves he does. He's like Jordan and Gable. Every time I watch, there's usually something I've seen where I go, "Well, I've never seen that before." But again, now we're going to my list of, you know, top 10 entertaining talents. Has did he have a banner year? No, but I enjoyed watching him whenever he wrestled. I mean, that might be enough to put him on the list. Well, let's see. One I would put Kalisto on this list ahead of Ambrose and just Ambrose. <laughs> I could make a case for... I like Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family. Because now we're at 10. Well, yeah, but it doesn't mean we should necessarily stop considering. We have to we have to consider who we would actually think on this list, and then we can pare it down. Would you put Sami Zayn on this list? He was gone for too much of 2015. Brock Lesnar was gone for a good portion of 2015. Mm, but you knew Sami wasn't coming back. Brock Lesnar could have shown up at any time. You know what I mean? He was would, under contract. Okay. He wasn't Would you injured. put Neville on this list? Neville? I love watching Neville in the ring. Yeah, and then I he don't. does nothing else. You I know? really don't enjoy watching Neville anymore. Okay. He's a one-note okay. pony. You know Fair what enough. I mean? He doesn't do anything. Um, Apollo Crews? I enjoy Apollo Crews, but again, I just kind of feel like I haven't seen enough of him. Tyler Breeze? I get nothing from Tyler Breeze. I like Breeze. Tyler Breeze. I wouldn't put him on the list, but I like Tyler Breeze. I'm running out of options for other people. Um, looking at Based the purely list. on appearances. Samoa Joe. No. I like Samoa Joe, but he's not must-watch TV. These other talents on this list are pretty close to must-watch TV right now. I mean, if we're just going by must-watch TV, and we're and like you, you've brought up this point time and time again... <sighs> What about Brock Lesnar? He wasn't there. If we're just going on must-watch talent and time is not a factor, Asuka is on my list. She showed up in 2015. I think that's fine. Jordan and Gable are on my list. Yeah, they Vince are McMahon really good. is on my list. Well, Vince McMahon is always on the list, right? I mean, he's a... This is Vince McMahon Presents. Because Vince, as far as I'm concerned, is always welcome on television. Yes. But, at least so far. All right, so put Asuka and Jason Jordan on. I would take Bray Wyatt off if we're putting Gordon, Jordan, Gordon, Gordon and Jable on. They really need a name. Gable and Jordan. They need, um, a, they need a team name. So what about... Let's try and really rack my brain, make sure we're not missing anybody. Are we missing anybody? Paige, Charlotte, Sasha, Becky, Bailey, Nikki, Bree, Alicia, Summer, Natalia... Do you like any of the Divas? I liked Charlotte. I don't anymore. I like Paige. I wouldn't put her on this list. I think list, Paige but is like, like a Paige. solid runner-up. You know what I mean? Paige is one of those, if we were doing 20, and we're not, but if we were going to do 20, Paige would probably fit on this list. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Bull Dempsey. No. Doesn't rank. I love Bull Dempsey. But now that he is just a fat guy in a robe that slaps his stomach, he's fallen out of favor. <laughs> Baron Corbin's not on this list. Um, the Miz. I like The Miz. I would put The Miz in the maybe section because The Miz has been good, you know. Damian Sandow was good, but then he disappeared. Yeah. So if we want to, you know, if we want to narrow it down, we can set a minimum number of months they had to be there. Nah. What about the but, Dudley Boys? I think we'd rather go on gut than than. Nope. Time. I understand what the Dudley Boys are doing, but I don't enjoy watching Tommy it. Dreamer? 
No. Rhino? No. Yeah, I, I don't even like Beef Stroganoff or Eric Rowan. It's really Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper that I want to watch. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'll do a very... Anyone else? I'm doing one very quick thing, because we really do... Need to move on. Yeah, okay. Because we haven't made our top ten. Now, here's the thing. And here, and actually, here's, here's an argument that I'd be willing to entertain. You had talked about how Brock Lesnar is barely around. Yes. Every time he shows up, I want to watch him. Yes. But part of that... No. The reason why that is, is not because of Brock Lesnar. It's because of Paul Heyman. That's fair. Well, what would you say to keeping Paul Heyman on our list? By taking Brock Lesnar off. But removing Brock Lesnar. I'm fine with that. I enjoy watching Brock Lesnar wrestle, but I don't have to watch him wrestle. I have to watch everything Paul Heyman does. That's how I feel about it. I have to watch... I want to watch everything Kevin Owens does for the most part. I want to watch everything Seth Rollins does. I don't need to watch everything Brock Lesnar does. Okay. So, currently we have... Can we say that Kevin Owens is number one? Is he going to be the number one? I don't know about that person here. Okay. I, yeah, I just don't know about that. I All could right. I could make a serious argument in terms of most valuable player in WWE. But that's not what this category is. I know, but I could make an argument. I can see the number one sort of being that sort of thing, and I could make an argument for Paul Heyman at number one. I could make an argument for John Cena if we're going with most valuable. Yeah, person. I mean you're right. You know, those top four names, Cena, Heyman, Rollins, and Owens, are kind of MVP people. Then we just started filling in the people that we like. Okay, hold on a second. We have 11 names on the list with a couple of maybes. Sure. We've got Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, John Cena, Uh Paul Heyman, New Day, J&J Security, Indubitably, Rusev, Uh Kalisto. Oh, yeah. Bray Wyatt and family. Whoa, mama. Asuka. Yes. Gable and Jordan. Precisely. Is there anyone on that list that you would consider replacing with Dean Ambrose, The Undertaker, Cesaro, The Miz, or Titus O'Neil? Yes. Okay. Well, here, let's hear it. I would replace Kalisto with Cesaro. Kalisto is good. The fact that he was in tag matches makes it hard because I, I didn't like watching Sin Cara for a good portion of the year. Now, here's so, one thing I thought about as I was reading through that list. Sure. I like Rusev. Yeah. I love Lana. Not necessarily Lana right now, but that character that Lana was before the love rhombus. Yeah. She is what made Rusev for me okay. back then. Um, so do we need to take Rusev off the list? Or do we consider them a unit? Because they were a unit. I would consider them a unit more than taking Rusev off the list. I think you have to take into account the fact that Lana had... The love rhombus happened, and there was yeah. repercussions from that. But I'm okay with that. Okay. So All I'm right. going to re- revise that to Lana and Rusev. Now, of those people, because I think in this case we need to get rid of the maybes, because obviously we well, don't... Well, that's the thing. Okay. Is there anyone on the list that we would replace with any of these maybes? No. I find it hard to believe that we're going to put J&J Security on this list and not Dean Ambrose 
or The Undertaker. I found J&J Security to be wildly more entertaining than I found Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose was eating popcorn and drinking a soda, and he walked out to the ring like a goofball, threw it... Yes! In In one moment, that was incredibly entertaining. Dean Ambrose spent three months being the towel boy for Roman Reigns. He sure did. I didn't need to see any of that. If we're going on a moment-by-moment basis, could you make a case to replace J&J Security with The Undertaker? Maybe. But J&J Security came out, and they were either hilarious... You think Cesaro had a better 2015 than The Undertaker? It's hard when The Undertaker wrestled four times Mm. and Cesaro wrestled 400 times. It's a difficult quandary. But on a pure entertainment... I I am supremely entertained by Cesaro in the ring. It's iffy when he does anything else. When The Undertaker cuts a promo, I like it. When The Undertaker makes an entrance, I like it. When The Undertaker wrestles, I like it. So I could replace Cesaro with The Undertaker. You, I could be okay with that The only idea. thing I can say about The Undertaker, the one reason why we'd say wait, he, maybe he doesn't belong on this list, as we said earlier, he, he could retire tomorrow and would be perfectly okay with it. Yes. So could, is a man who's at that point in his career... Really have had a stellar 2015? He had four. He wrestled Bray Wyatt, Brock, Brock, Bray Wyatt again. Right? I think that's true. Then he had the Brothers of Destruction versus the Wyatts. The Brothers of Destruction versus the Wyatts, not a great match. No. Brock in the Hell in the Cell, good. Brock at SummerSlam, great. Brock versus Bray at WrestleMania, very good. So, 75% of his matches were real quality. Cesaro, you might be able to say all his matches were quality. Yes, but they didn't have, they weren't as high profile. Yeah. Then you have getting abducted by Bray, the WrestleMagic, his appearance at the end of uh, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins, where he shows up and, you know, takes out Lesnar. I can make a case for The Undertaker over Cesaro. I like Cesaro. Would you keep... I could make a case for The Undertaker over Jordan and Gable. I could make a case for The Undertaker over Asuka. Well, while you could make a case for those things, this is the time to make that case. I would... Do you think The well, Undertaker the goes is, on this list? The problem is we're already still at 11 people. I know we are, but we'll get to... Once we have the list, I, we will pair it I would take 10. Cesaro off the list, put The Undertaker on the list, and Cesaro's in that, like, 11 to 15 range. You really... I think so. Do you agree or disagree? Uh, I think I agree. Okay. But then when I start really thinking about it, and I think about J&J Security, I liked what they did. They were entertaining. Yes. But if I have to think about the amount of pure entertainment I got from J&J Security versus Cesaro, I I might stick with Cesaro. Okay. But again, I'm looking at this list going, we're, we're basically having the argument about who's in the 9 to 12 range right now. Maybe. Yeah. You know what Ish. I mean? There's some guys that are obviously going to be in the top 5. This I- is important, though, man. Because people that aren't making it to the top 10 aren't getting recognized. We're so, getting recognized this is, in are this hard discussion. Cuts. 
they're getting cuts. they're getting recognized in this discussion. Yes, well, yes, absolutely. So if you wanted to replace Cesaro with J and J Security, I would be okay with that because Cesaro is an active wrestler. J and J Security, when they came out and just cheated to help Rollins win, I was less entertained than I was when they were just being goofy. Okay, I think I'm going to substitute that. Take out J&J, put in Cesaro. All right, so now we've got Owens, Rollins, Cena, Heyman, New Day, Cesaro, Lana and Rusev, Undertaker, Bray Wyatt, Asuka, and Gable and Jordan. Is there anyone on this list that you would replace with The Miz or Titus O'Neil? No. Anyone on this list you would replace with J&J Security? No. Not even Asuka? No. Not even Gable and Jordan. No, because purely on a match-by-match basis, Asuka and Jordan and Gable have been the most exciting wrestling I've seen perhaps in all of 2015. They're not going to put Sting on this list. No, Sting was terrible. We're not going to put Charlotte on this list. We're not going to put Paige. We kind of went over this. Yes, no, I'm happy with that list. And already I'm looking at it going Lana and Rusev to me are number 11. Really? They're the honorable mentions they spent so much time in that love rhombus angle. You know, yeah, Rusev threw a fish. It was funny. And was sad for a while. Yeah, it was funny. But there was a lot of garbage in that. When it's considered one of the worst storylines of 2015 in our first show, can we really consider them a top 10 talent when that's what they really did for 2015? If you had to sum up Rusev and Lana's 2015 in a single picture... It would be part of the love rhombus. I think I'm okay with getting rid of them. But the thing that I want to say, just to reiterate, is that Lana's character before the love rhombus was one of the most yes. powerful and unique female characters that I have seen in a modern wrestling promotion. I just want to give her credit for garnering and creating and sustaining that character as long as she did. I agree. And I think they come off the list. All right. We have 13 minutes, because I have set 5 o'clock as a hard end to today's podcasting. I don't know if we're going to make it. We have 13 minutes to place (laughs) 10 people in our top 10. Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, John Cena, Paul Heyman, New Day, Cesaro, Undertaker, Bray Wyatt, Asuka, and Jordan and Gable. Okay. Um, Who do you think is in the top five? I think it's those top five we have there. Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, John Cena, Paul Heyman, and New Day. I think all five of them had a better year than the five below them. Hmm. I could be sold... I I can make an argument for Bray Wyatt maybe breaking the top five. Okay. I think Paul Heyman probably is the consensus number one person. He is is the epitome of must-see TV. When Paul Heyman comes out he is must watch. He came out to introduce a slammy, which I don't care about. And I watched every minute of it. Cause it was Paul Heyman. Agreed. All right. So Paul Heyman is number one. Well, at the moment, God. we're not going to make the list official until we've come through to the end. 12 minutes. Yeah. 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 We'll get there. All right. So you could make a case who would go over, Bra- who would go under Bray Wyatt is Bray Wyatt better than new day. The answer to that is no. The answer is no. Is Bray Wyatt better than John Cena? The answer is no to all those questions. Okay. So that, you're right. I think that is a top five. So who do you who do you put underneath Paul Heyman? Or do you think it's better to attack it from the, no, I the think, I No, I think it's better to do it this way. I would go with Kevin Owens. Seth Rollins had a great 
time, but he had those moments where he was just cheating. Do you and think it, Seth Rollins is our number three? No. I think John Cena is our number three. Why? The U.S. Open Challenge was supremely entertaining I feel like, all year long. I feel like that's mostly true, but John Cena as U.S. Champion was it was a good story, but it didn't go anywhere, and he spun his wheels. I could almost see him being number five on this top five. Maybe. Okay. The, I think Seth Rollins might be top five, or might five? be number five. Because yeah. New Day had a banner year, they won titles, they were supremely entertaining. They got a little old at the end, you but think everything New does. New Day had a better year than Seth Rollins or John Cena. I think New Day had a better year than Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins won the world title, but people were complaining about his title reign almost the entire time because he was cheaty heel to do it. Seth Rollins penciling in at number five. Okay, so ten minutes. Come on now, stop that. I'm just saying we're gonna make it. Mrs. Matthews needs to go home. Okay. It's been eight hours or so. (laughs) Okay, so Paul Heyman, Kevin Owens, you think that number three... I could make a case for either New Day or John Cena at number three, and I'm leaning towards New Day, because New Day single-handedly saved tag team wrestling in WWE. Single-handedly? Take New Day out of the equation, and assuming Tyson Kidd still got injured, are you... is, is it's the Usos and the Lucha Dragons and the Usos got injured the Mega Powers the Meta Powers like You're right maybe Sandow and Axel still have a shot but New Day New Day was was in charge of tag team wrestling I could I so could right go now, I could go back and forth on Cena I could say Cena's five and Seth Rollins is four because right. Rollins did win the world title win the U.S. title was the heel. I mean, in terms of you know the record book, I think Seth Rollins maybe comes out on top. Yes, but I do think that in terms of the entertainment and what was actually going on, importance to the company, I think John Cena. I watched far more U.S. title matches than I did mm-hmm. Seth Rollins promos or whatever he was doing. So top five: Paul Heyman, Kevin Owens, New, New Day, Day, John, John Cena, Cena, Seth, Seth Rollins. Rollins, which leaves number six: Cesaro, Undertaker, Bray Wyatt, Asuka, Jordan, and Gable. I think Undertaker and Cesaro are probably battling it out for number nine. Maybe. Who do you think's ten? Whoever loses the number nine battle. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Um, Eight minutes. We're doing great. So, you know, Asuka, again, Asuka revolutionized women's wrestling for me and for you. To some degree. Whirling dervish. She's awesome. But, like, you know, Charlotte, Becky, um, Sasha, and Bailey had some great stuff in NXT. She just reignited... Well, she did. She reignited the, the, the hole that was left by those women yeah. leaving for the main roster. Yeah. And I've never seen a women's wrestler quite like her. And neither have you. No. You're right. So where do you think she falls? Above Number Undertaker six? and Cesaro. Uh, right now, for me, Asuka and Bray Wyatt are battling it out over sixth place. Jordan and Gable maybe are eighth. Maybe they're also in the nine and ten discussion. But I think Asuka or Bray Wyatt probably is sixth or seventh. But I'm doing a lot of the talking here. No, I, I agree with you. Um, so what do you think about... Oscar and Bray Wyatt. We really have to. We're gonna rank them. Bray Wyatt. Like I said, there was a lot of moments they were involved in this year that I was super excited about. 
but I never felt like anything paid off. You know what I mean? Like, I do. Asuka, at least, is on a roll. You have the prediction that she's going to go undefeated. I don't know if I believe that, but if I have to seriously sit here and say, looking towards 2016, who am I more excited about? It's Asuka over Bray and Wyatt. Yeah. I think the fact that Bray Wyatt fizzled in a couple of big moments. Hurts he lost him. to The Undertaker at WrestleMania. He lost to Taker and Kane at um, Survivor Series, or wherever that was. I think that hurts him. So How right do now, feel right now, about that back half. Right now, six Oscar's sixth, Bray Wyatt's seventh, Jordan Gable or eighth, Undertaker's ninth, Cesaro's tenth. You can make an argument that Taker or Cesaro had better years than Jordan and Gable, but on a pure entertainment value, I personally like Jordan and Gable more. But th- this is my preference. I could I could I could see an argument for Jordan and Gable sneaking in at ten, if only because I feel like I've only watched them a handful of times. Okay. At I, this point. I'm okay with doing that. I'm okay with putting them at number ten and they're just, you know, having been a tag team for six months, they're already the tenth most They're, they're already, awesome. They're already the tenth top talent, so I would that's Do you a really ba- think that's, that's fair though, putting cap. them there and Asuka so much higher? Do you think that's are you just bowing to my preferences here, or do you feel like that's legitimate? It is rare for you to get that... Ex- I've known you for 15 years now. Yeah. It is rare for you to get that excited over something. Fair. She set your heart ablaze. <laughs> She's with good. With Japanese fire. Are you uh, happy with this list? I am happy with this list. Are, Are you, you happy, happy with, with the order? List? I am happy with the order. I think we could nitpick about the bottom half all day. I think it's probably true. You know, I think you're kind I'm, of splitting I'm, I'm, you're splitting hairs when it comes to Bray Wyatt Cesaro, you know. I think that top 5 is pretty solid. I think so too. I think and I bo- think I'm happy with the rest of I it. I think as well. the bottom half. All right, so here we go. Officially, the top 10 talents of, of 2015, 2015 according to DDT Wrestling Correct. are number 1, Paul Heyman. Number 2, Kevin Owens. Three, New Day. Four, John Cena. Five, Seth Rollins. Six, Asuka. Seven, Bray Wyatt and Family. Eight, Cesaro. Nine, Undertaker. Ten, Ryback. That is incorrect. Don't lie to me. (laughs) Ten, Jordan and Gable. All right. That's a strong list. That is a strong, strong list. I like that. All right. Ladies and gentlemen... We have recorded four hours and change of podcast gold today, and I imagine it is going to not be without its share of controversy. But as you well know, controversy creates casts. My name is DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. My friend and podcast cohort Doc Manson at Doc Manson. We might not even be done. We still didn't talk about the NAI 150. We've still got predictions and productions. But until we meet again, which may be tomorrow, who knows, (laughs) any final thoughts, Doc Manson, on this marathon day? It has been a pleasure fighting out this battle with you today. I expected to get a little more resistance on the top ten, but I'm happy with that list. Good. I think uh, I think this is good. So for Doc Manson, I'm DC Matthews. Find us DDT Wrestling at gmail.com. And until next time, <laughs> we're goats.